BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Top slow, hands off to Yo. Yo back and score. Another and one off of Pimmerton. Yoli Childs. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Uh, Jazz to face their rival, the University of Utah, in the Beehive Classic. Now, BYU enters today's game with a record of 6-4 and four and coming off an impressive 90-85 to 85 win Wednesday night over Utah State at the Marriott Center. The Aggies were playing excellent basketball coming into that matchup, and BYU took it to them from the tip. Behind a season-high 11 threes and 31 points from Yoli Childs, the Cougars snapped their three-game losing streak. T.J. Haas played well once again, scoring 20 points and hitting four threes. Connor Harding had a career night with 14. Oh, and by the way, Nick Emery made his return to the floor after 18 months, and he didn't look like he missed a beat. He hit his first shot, which, by the way, was a three. Then stole the ball and picked up an assist. Nick finished with 11 points in 19 minutes. Certainly welcome back, Nick Emery. Quite frankly, it was a win that everybody needed. The coaches, the players, the fans, everyone. And today... BYU will face Utah in the Beehive Classic. The Cougars beat the Utes in Provo last season. Prior to that game, Utah had won three straight in the series. Now, Utah comes into today at 4-3 and three, coming off a win over Tulsa. Utah, however, hasn't played for a week, so they've had time to get ready for this matchup with BYU. Now, comparing the two teams, BYU has the advantage in points per game at 85 to 74, rebounds at 40 to 35, field goal percentage n- not by much but still has the advantage at 47% versus 46, also in assists at 17 versus 14. Where Utah does have the advantage is from the perimeter where they shoot 35% to BYU's 30%. Now Utah has some good players from a statistical standpoint, but they don't really have a dominant score. Cedric Bearfield, he averages 14, Donnie Tillman scores 12, Parker Van Dyke adds 10. Outside of that, there isn't a player that scores more than 8 points. Here's the way I look at it, however. When BYU and Utah get together, you throw it all out. It does not matter. That's what happens when you play in a rivalry game. Now, for BYU, Yoli Childs is on an absolute tear. He's scored 31 points in back-to-back games. He is such a nightmare matchup for opponents. He's averaging 23 points and 11 rebounds on the season. He has been one of the Cougars' constants all year. I talked with the junior from South Jordan after practice yesterday. Coach Rose said that he thought the win over Utah State was the best win of the year. Do you think it was the best game this team has played all year? Uh, I think so. When it comes to looking at both sides of the ball, I think we started off with a defensive mentality and that really ignited our offense. I think we did a good job of playing hard and playing together and playing for each other. And I was just really proud of the way our guys were able to bounce back and compete. Any particular reason why you think it all kind of came together in that game? Was it just the motivation to snap the streak and kind of turn things around? I think it started with practice on Monday. I think uh, we made a conscious effort. We came together at a players' meeting, and we made the conscious effort to push each other and uh, to not try to save anything for games, to try to come out and build habits of playing hard, playing for each other, and, and having a defensive mentality. And I think because we were able to do that in practice the two days before, that we were able to come out aggressive and play the way we did. And that's how we've also been practicing for the rest of the week. So This may sound like somewhat of an odd question because it's probably obvious, but, boy, when the three-point shots are going down, it completely changes everything for you guys, doesn't it? 
Yeah, for sure. I, I think our, our defense is really what started that, though. I think the unselfish mentality and, and the fact that we weren't thinking about offense is really what made our offense so good is the fact that we were worried about defense and we were worried about getting stops and everything on the offensive side was secondary. While you may not necessarily be thinking about offense, your offense has been pretty good this year. You're coming off back-to-back 31-point performances. How are you feeling out on the floor right now from an offensive standpoint? Uh, from an offensive standpoint, I'm very confident. Uh, I'm very confident in not only myself but my teammates and the game plan that we have. I know if guys want to come double that I'm just going to kick it out, and, and I really do love it when teams double-team me. So I know when I have one guy on me that I can go in and uh, I most likely could score on him. So I, I think I'm, I'm pretty confident, but that confidence stems from the game plan that we have and the confidence I have in my teammates and their ability to knock down shots and make plays for each other. As the go-to guy on this team, have you noticed defenses playing you different this year versus maybe how they have in the past? Uh, A little bit. Not a ton, but I think teams definitely have more of an emphasis on uh, double-teaming the post and uh, trying to be more physical and and take away my favorite shots. So uh, it's not a huge jump from last year, but it's definitely a little bit different. You guys get to face Utah. You're coming off a win over them last year in your building. Now it's at Vivint Smart Home Arena, home of the Jazz. What does a BYU-Utah game mean to you? I mean, it's exciting. That's the first word that comes to mind is exciting. Uh, It's just different. Every rivalry game is huge, but uh, everybody in the state knows that that this is the biggest one, and I think that's because of the history it has. You know, it's it's been a rivalry that's been going on for so long, and uh, there's so many emotions uh, on both sides, and it's just going to be so much fun to go out there and compete. And these are the games you live for. These are the games you, you work so hard for in the summer. This is a question that we normally will ask the football players before BYU-Utah, but with the emotions and everything surrounding, do you have to calm yourself down to not get uh, carried away with the emotions, especially to start the game? Personally, I have to do that before every game, honestly. <laughs> I, a lot of people don't know this, but before the games, I go in and I listen to like slow music, some classical music, things like that, because I'll get, I'll get way too juiced up. And uh, I think that that's going to be something that most of the guys have to do for this game is you kind of got to reel yourself back and don't let your adrenaline get going too early and uh, try to stick with the game plan. You guys play in an arena that's very similar in terms of how big it is. How does Vivint Smart Home Arena play? You guys have had a lot of success there, but how does that arena play? I think it's very similar. I think uh, we definitely have an advantage in having such a – such a large arena with so many fans that when we go out and play on these NBA courts, there's not a huge difference. And I think that's an advantage we have for most teams in the country. Well, in this Beehive Classic, I mean, you guys have faced other teams, but now with it all being in one venue, that's a pretty cool thing to have BYU and Utah and Utah State and Weber State all in the same building. It really does bring kind of the community together, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. It's really exciting for the fans, I think. You know, I look back to when I was in high school or even younger. If I could have gone and watched something like that, I would have been so excited and and I think it's an awesome opportunity to come in and not just watch us play Utah, but watch uh, two of the other great teams we have in this state. So what do you guys think is important? What are you guys working on in preparation for that game that you think maybe could be the key? Uh, the biggest thing is worrying about ourselves. Uh, we're not too worried about what they're going to bring. We know they're going to come in. We know they're going to play hard and be physical. Uh, they're a well-coached team, and they have good players. Uh, I have a lot of respect for their team, and our, t- our whole team does as well. Uh, But we're really worried about just coming in and playing hard. We're worried about our mentality.
All right, that was Yoli Childs after practice yesterday. Appreciate Yoli taking a few minutes. And as I mentioned, the guy's just on an absolute tear coming off back-to-back 31-point performances. And uh, th- this, is a, this is BYU's go-to guy. And boy, has he delivered so far this year. And hey, we learned something else about Yoli. You know, most times athletes want to play you know, music to kind of get them pumped up. He's just the opposite. For every game, he's listening to classical music, something just to kind of soothe him a little bit, kind of get the, uh, the emotions down. So uh, Yoli comes out out chill and ready to go for uh, for the game uh, should be a great matchup today uh, at Vivint Smart Home Arena. That is where we will go next. We will talk with Mark Durant coming up in just a second. First, though, this season BYU basketball and the Mountain America Credit Union they're changing lives. For each three pointer that BYU makes, Mountain America will donate fifty dollars to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. As I mentioned, next we will head to Salt Lake City and Vivint Smart Home Arena for our courtside conversation with. Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live continues in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. My name is Jason Shepard. I am in our BYU Radio Studios in beautiful Provo, Utah. Let's head 45 miles to the north. Salt Lake City, the home of the Utah Jazz, Vivint Smart Home Arena. Joining me courtside for a courtside conversation is the one and only Mark Durant. Good morning, Mark. Very few times do I get to say good morning on these shows. Yes, good morning to you, and uh, like last game, I was courtside, but on the freeway because of traffic, <laughs> and I'm just about as far away from courtside today, even though I'm in Vivint Smart Home Arena, but I do have a good view. I can see everything, and uh, I'm excited for this one, Jason. I, I I don't know what to expect. I mean, I neither team is going gangbusters, so we'll just, uh, I like that it's a neutral court, and I, we'll just kind of see who the better team is at this point in the season today. I think... Uh, you don't have the home court advantages to tilt uh, one way or the other. We'll just pl- toss up the ball and see who's better today. Well, here's what we know. BYU is coming off a very impressive win. In fact, Coach Rose called it the best win of the year. There were so many things that BYU did well in Wednesday's bounce-back game over Utah State. What impressed you the most in that victory? Well, I love the energy to begin with. I mean, that's part of the problem. It's always a real challenge in any sport uh, to get your guys ready to go and get fired up and, and not have any lapses early. And so I think BYU came out, and maybe it was, you know, adding McKay Cannon. He's kind of a guy that can go out there and really get after people. And uh, I don't know what it was, but they came out and really played good defense, which they sorely needed to do, which they had been struggling with particularly at Weber State, and uh, so I like that. And then they started making some threes. Zach Selyus had his first three of the game, which they hadn't done all year. And then, uh, of course, Nick came in and was, was great. I was so pleased. It could have gone better for him in that game. Right. And, and everybody just seemed to feed off all that. Everybody played good in that game. And and it's probably not, not this, the typical game you're going to see from BYU, but it sure had some good signs and some things you can build on. Uh, to, to especially in the areas where they've really struggled. That's defensively and three-point shooting. That was a real real nice to see that. So hopefully uh, some confidence from that will, will carry over into the, into the next games coming up. 
You mentioned the play of Nick Emery and obviously making his return. Boy, he didn't waste any time making a difference. 11 points on four of six shooting, three of four from three in just 19 minutes. And I, I think the we all know he's capable of that. But with it being his first game, there were so many unknowns. You didn't know how many minutes he was going to get. So you didn't know how much of an impact he could make. But literally 30 seconds in, he had made a three. He had a steal and an assist. I mean... It couldn't have gone better, like you said. Yeah, it's almost like he'd gone on another mission. He was gone for that long and had not played on, you know, had played under the lights in a real game for a long, long time. And and uh, so there's a lot of variables there. Your nerves and everything that's gone on. You want to perform well, and then you know it's it's a lot going through your mind. But before Greg and I could hardly say that he'd entered the game, he'd already shot his first shot and nailed it. And I think that was important to see that go in for him. But li- listen, he's just a—he's a basketball player. You like having basketball players on your team. That sounds stupid, but some guys are just—they they know the game. And and Nick's not a great uh, athletic defender, but he, he's just so smart. And he anticipates and he gets his hand in there, knocks it away. He had that gr- a really great steal and bucket in a critical time of the game where we or Utah State was trying to make a little run. He's just smart and savvy and uh, aggressive. And I, the thing I like most, though, Jason, I don't remember this from him before, was he just looked completely relaxed and was smiling mm-hmm. and hugging guys and having fun. And I think sometimes these guys take this basketball stuff as a job and put so much pressure on themselves. And I, and, and I hope that what he's gone through has just given him a little perspective that, yeah, Basketball is important, but, man, this is pretty good to be out here on the court playing, and it's just fun. And uh, I think when you can do that, it just takes a lot of the pressure off of you. And I hope he continue that. I, 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 that. That was such a good start. I, I hesitate to, to expect that from him every game. But no question he can provide a couple threes a game, which is huge. I mean, that's six, nine points a game you're talking, and that, that can make all the difference. And he also is a weapon that Coach Rose can go to if Jasheer's not playing good or if TJ's not playing good or McKay. You don't have to try and suffer through guys' bad nights. You can plug in another guy. And so all in all, I think it's a real shot in the arm for BYU to have Nick, and I'm happy for him. I'm so happy for him to be back on the floor, and it was fun to watch him. Of all the things that BYU did well on Wednesday night, shooting the three, and I mean, you you never go in assuming that teams are going to hit 11 threes, but certainly take it today, obviously. But in terms of perimeter shooting or defense or the energy, what do you think is the easiest to replicate moving forward? Well, I I think uh, defense, just the the level of energy it takes to be successful, uh, a lot of times guys think, I'm playing really hard right now. And in reality, they're not playing all that hard. Like uh, my, my kids, uh, I'll tell them to, to clean the house. And they're, they're complaining, I'm working so hard. And, and it's like watching paint dry. They're so slow, and they're doing such a terrible job. But if you can kind of feel what it's like when, you're, when you really are playing hard and feel the success and then know, okay, this is my new baseline for, for playing hard, uh, I think that, that that's something that you can sustain, and hopefully BYU is kind of figuring out it's not good enough to just kind of be in front of my man, and it's not good to be here in, in this rotation, but I really have to, to work hard to get to this spot or turn my guy, and I'm going to be committed to do that. So your three-point shooting is going to come and go. 
this team, uh, I don't think, is as bad as they've been nor as good as they were uh, the other night at Utah State. They're, they're probably around a 35% three-point shooting team, which I think is probably good enough. But you want to control the things you can control. And defense is something, I think, that uh, the, at least the level of effort you can have some control over. Mark Durant joining me for our courtside conversation. He'll be on the call with Greg Rubel from Vivint Smart Home Arena as part of the Beehive Classic, something that fans of all the teams have wanted for some time. It's a chance to see all of the local teams in one venue face each other. Before we get into the matchup with Utah specifically, what do you think of this tournament? I love it. I hope people come. I like the idea. I mean, obviously it's cool to have home games, and I and I hope they still have home games. But to me it's just uh, a little bit more fair. And like I said, the, I think that the best team's going to win tonight. It's not gonna, the crowd's not going to make a difference in this one. It's going to just be let's go play basketball. And it seems to take away some of the, the vitriol. But, I mean, I kind of like that, so I'm not sure how I, I'm conflicted about that. But, but uh, I mean, I, I think it's a great just to get all the teams. I'm, I'm actually excited to see that Weber State-Utah State game. I think that'll be a good game having, having watched those two teams. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know that I want it every year here between BYU and Utah, but it's nice to have it. It just kind of takes away some of the the stuff that you maybe don't like about the rivalry, and you can just appreciate the, the basketball game. And that matchup between the Wildcats and the Aggies, that will get underway at Vivint Smart Home Arena 30 minutes uh, after our game is complete, uh, right around 2.30 or so. Uh, so those that are uh, looking to take in the entire Beehive Classic, that's, uh, that's when that one will get underway. Okay, specifically looking at Utah, they're a good team, but nothing really stands out to me as to what they're great at. Here's where they have a, a significant advantage, in my opinion. They have size, which is something BYU does not have with this current roster. That's certainly something to watch tonight. What are your thoughts on this Utah team? From what I've seen, they're not as good as they have been the last few years. Uh, and I think Utah fans would probably agree with me on that. But they're still plenty good enough to beat BYU. I mean, BYU's not going gangbusters either. And uh, so they, they do have size, like you mentioned. And that, that's always been the strength of Utah is size. And so you got to rebound well. And it's going to make it a little bit tougher for Yoli inside. He's not going to get the easy shots. And they can really extend out on the on the shooters, so it's harder to shoot threes. Just like in football, basketball, Utah's all about defense and trying to slow. It's just so they'll have a chance at the end of the game. Just stay in the game with your defense. Um, it, it's really weird because usually when BYU plays Utah, Jason, I, I can say, here's this guy, this guy, this guy. I know all the guys. I've seen them. I really don't know anybody here except maybe Cedric and – so there's a lot of unknown quantities to me, uh, and they've had some tough games this year, but they're, they're plenty big and plenty good enough to, to beat BYU. So I'm interested to see how this plays out. I, this is one of those games that is a complete toss-up. I have no idea what's going to happen. BYU could win by 20, lose by 20. It's just one of those types of games. It should be fun. Uh, Greg Rubel dropping some knowledge on the Twitter. Uh, we had a change in the starting lineup against Utah State, according to Greg's conversation with Dave Rose, which you will hear in its entirety in about 15 minutes. Uh, a new starting lineup for BYU tonight. Connor Harding, coming off a career-high 14 points, is going to get his first start for BYU alongside uh, Jashir Hardnett, TJ Haas, Zach Selyus, and Yoli Childs. What do you make of the new starting lineup? I think it's right. I think of all the guys that, that I'm, I'm really impressed with, Connor Harding, I think he should be a starter and, and play a lot of minutes because he has size. He's a good rebounder. He brings, brings the kind of energy and defense that McKay does. 
uh, and he's a good shooter. His three points shot start starting to go. He plays with poise, and uh, unlike McKay, he really brings some size to that perimeter, which they would need against Utah. So I that I like that one, and I think that one will probably stick over the long run. I think Connor is is a starter for this team eventually, if not obviously today, but I, I don't know going forward. But eventually, he's a starter. Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present our keys to the game. Mark Durant, what are your keys to today's game? Well, I mentioned rebounding. Uh, you got to keep uh, Utah off the offensive boards. The other night, Utah State started off, I think, got five offensive boards right off the bat before BYU got any, and then BYU did better. But obviously when you're playing a big team, keep them off the boards, limit second chances. And then I think free throw shooting. I think uh, Utah is going to need to make a lot of free throws to keep up with BYU's high-powered offense. So if BYU's around the same number of free throws and same number of offensive rebounds, I really like their chances today. Mark, great stuff as always. I'm really excited to see Kyle Korver draining threes over the Utes, and hopefully Rudy Gobert can stay in longer than three minutes in today's game. Thanks for the time, man. Greg Rubel might swipe a cup <laughs> off the table here. He, he's been known to do that from time to time. Very nice. Thanks, Mark. We'll hear you with Greg coming up in a minute. See ya. Thanks. That's Mark Duran, our courtside conversation from Vivint Smart Home Arena. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores in college hoops and a preview of the Elite Eight in women's college volleyball, BYU and Texas tonight at the Smith Fieldhouse for a chance to go to the Final Four. That's all coming up next as Cougar Pregame Live continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Getting you ready for the rivalry game in basketball. BYU and Utah coming your way in about 35 minutes from Vivint Smart Home Arena, part of the Beehive Classic. Now, after our game between the Cougars and the Utes, it will be Weber State and Utah State. Typically, they usually make those games about 30 minutes after the previous game is a final. Also at 2.30 Mountain Time today, Southern Utah at Central Michigan. And then tonight at 6 Mountain Time, Utah Valley on the road at Northern Arizona. Uh, just a couple of top 25 games going on right now. Second half action, number five, Michigan leading South Carolina 61-50. to It's Kentucky leading Seton Hall 35-31. And at the half, number 10, Michigan State on top of Florida 43-37. to It's a big day for the BYU women's volleyball team. They are in the Elite Eight against the Texas Longhorns after beating Florida yesterday 3-1. to in the Sweet 16, that game tonight at the Smithfield House, you can watch at 6 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN. You will have more. We'll let you hear from players and coaches for that previewing uh, tonight's Elite Eight matchup for BYU Women's Volleyball coming up at halftime and during postgame. That's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Up next, up to Salt Lake City and Vivint Smart Home Arena for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good morning, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome high above courtside inside Bivens Smart Home Arena here in downtown Salt Lake City for the first of two games in the second edition of the Beehive Classic. This is a four-team, one-day event bringing together BYU and Utah and Utah State and Weber State for rotating matchups that uh, this year give us the Cougars and the running Utes hooking up for the 259th time 
on the hardwoods. My name is Greg Rubel. I'll have today's play-by-play with color commentary, courtesy of my colleague and former Cougar hoopster Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, today concludes this three-game stretch of in-state games. Loss at Weber State, confidence-boosting win at home against Utah State, now here on a neutral floor. BYU looks to pick up where it left off on Wednesday. This much I believe. If the Cougars play the same way, they can certainly win here today. Well, here's an analogy. I know you can uh, appreciate this like I can, but sometimes you wake up and you just have a great hair day. I mean, it's just flowing. It goes, your part is just right, and you just look really good. And some, some t- days I wake up in my hair, I can't do anything with it. It's just really frustrating. There. That's the way it is kind of with this BYU team so far. You, you kind of have, They had a, a really good hair day the other night against Utah State, and that was fun to watch. But so far, that's kind of the anomaly for BYU. I mean, they've been playing really good offense, but to put together a complete game like that was was a really good hair day. And the question is, can you sustain that? Probably not, but can you take some things and be better than you were? Maybe three-point shooting, make a couple more threes, and you know, get a couple more stops and offensive. I think that's what they can take from that Utah State game, some confidence. And so they'll come into this game against the Utah team, uh, which is struggling, uh, like BYU. So this is a great chance for either team to really play well and get a big win and have that propel their season. Both teams really need this. I don't know much about this Utah team, Greg. I know they're big. Uh, they rebound well. They're, you know, they're, it's a question mark. So we'll see. both teams have issues. We'll see which one can resolve most of them today. All right, coming up next, our pregame conversation with BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Vivint Smart Home Arena in downtown Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. BYU and Utah coming up at high noon here in game one of today's Beehive Classic doubleheader. Cougars and Utes both coming off wins. Utah State and Weber State coming off losses. And they have the second game of the Twin Bill here this afternoon. Today's event, the second of three scheduled Beehive Classics. Next season, BYU takes on Utah State here. Utah will take on Weber State. As to whether the annual round of games continues after 2019, well, only time will tell there. But certainly uh, with BYU and Utah taking center stage here this afternoon, attendance numbers uh, should see a bit of a bump over those from the uh, first Classic last season. Time now for my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Dave Rose presented by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. And coming off a resounding wire-to-wire win over Utah State Wednesday, Coach Rose today looking for the same kind of effort and execution in a similar sort of challenge against a third straight in-state opponent. Obviously this is uh, you know different than the other two because it's a neutral court game and so uh, we're excited. It was a quick turnaround from the other night but I, I was really pleased with uh the way our guys plays i I played i thought we that we got off to a great start um and that we continued just at a high level didn't have uh, many flat spots in that game at all on either end and so hopefully we can you know ride that momentum i I thought that a big part of our game the other night was trying to integrate nick back into the you know the lineup and um i thought for you know those 18 19 minutes that he played that that he, he did really give us an emotional lift, helped us on the defensive end, obviously made a few baskets, got a couple steals. Uh, so, you know, those, those are things that hopefully we can continue to, to try to improve on and find how that's going to work. But, you know, we're doing it against a, a really they're, – they're very young, but they're, they got great size, they got great athleticism, and uh, they, they're just – it's a real physical team, and so hopefully we'll be able to compete with it. On that note, do you think you'll be uh, ramping up Nick's minutes as we go here? 
You know, that's that's probably based on you know how he plays, and uh, we'll we'll just we'll just see that uh, how that how that rolls. Um, I, I think this team, you know, could be a team where you know we change our starting lineups a lot over the year just to. Um, not let people get in a rhythm of how they want us to guard Yo in the post because that that's kind of where the um, you know the issue is as far as uh, having power guys inside or guys who can actually stretch the floor and shoot the ball and maybe create space. So those two things we'll have to kind of go through each um, preparation, each scouting report, and then we'll see which guys are playing really well and go from there. If you could carry over a couple things from Wednesday to today, what, what, do you, what would you choose? Number one would be our passion, our emotion. I mean, I, I thought that, that we were, um, you know, and, and I think that guys individually at times are really good with that. But the other night I thought our team was really good. I thought we were connected um, emotionally. We were connected with uh, the passion and purpose of what you know we were trying to do. And, and that's what I think is what makes us really good. It's always been that way. I think that the, the – success of our program over the years has been that the, the, our, our team and the, the strength of our team and so I, I like that and hopefully we can carry that over today okay how do you plan to start uh, today against Utah uh, we'll start with uh, TJ and uh, Shear and then Connor and Zach and uh, and yo I, I, you know Connor's been giving us some great minutes off the bench and really like that lift um, hopefully Nick can replace that and, and give us that lift off the bench uh, immediately uh, you know, along with McKay and uh, you know Ev and you know the, I mean uh, Gav and the guys that are you know Dalton, those are guys that, are, that that really have you know some passion and and energy to them, and, and hopefully we can bring that off the bench. Okay, enough guys that you know from the Utah team, but enough uh, new parts to that that are pretty intriguing as well for coaches. These for these freshmen are are really <laughs> intriguing, you know, and I, I think that. Uh, it's and then the junior college kid from CSI is is uh, a, a real talent, um, and so that athleticism and size you know concerns us. But um, it's their the, the physical presence on the front line where they just keep going. The, you know the big kid from that transferred from Idaho State last year, you know put on a five minute clinic in the Marriott Center. Yeah. Of, you know, I think he scored ten or twelve points in just a short period of time right around the basket. So. And then Johnson's a guy who, you know, has been doing it up here for a while. So those guys are big and physical, and we'll probably have to bring a second defender to help on some of them, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay, what kind of atmosphere would you expect today here at uh, Vivint Smart Home Arena? Well, you know, the, the, the noon games, hopefully the, they're, they're here early, but probably, you know, it might be a late-arriving crowd. But I, I bet that, uh, you know, when we, when we get this thing going, that it, it should be, you know, feel like a, a postseason type of game where you got – uh, you know, a court that neither team is really, you know, that familiar with, and you know, fans from both sides in the arena. You've had good success in here. Yeah, we have, and uh, you know, over, over the years, it's been a fun game for our our team and our fans. So, looking forward to it. All right, good luck today, and we'll talk to you post game. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. That is BYU head coach Dave Rose in tonight's, today's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated with over 50 years experience in Utah. Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. This has been the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar tip-off show coming up next from Vivint Smart Home Arena on the new skin BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. 
have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years and by Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Having snapped a three-game skid, the BYU Cougars today look to beat the Utah running Utes for a ninth time in the last 12 meetings. It's their first neutral court get-together in more than 12 years when they faced off in the 2006 Mountain West Conference Tournament at the Pepsi Center in Denver. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you from our courtside, or rather our concourse commentary perch here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. We are high above courtside. Our statistician is BYU basketball's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Our studio host, Jason Shepard. Control board operator, Nathan Israelson. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. And our broadcast interns today are Sterling Richards at BYU Radio and Lindsey Peterson here in the arena. You are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Over the air, we are on BYU Radio 89.1 FM HD2 and KSL News Radio 102.7 FM. FM and 1160 AM. Glad to have you on our network affiliates as well and streaming on BYURadio.org and BYUCougars.com. In addition to the BYU Radio app and the BYU Cougars app, you can also get archive of, of today's game commercial break free at BYURadio.org on the BYU Radio app and the BYU Men's Basketball Podcast. Okay, today's game will be the second game back for Nick Emery. He made his debut after a long layoff the other evening versus Utah State, and things really couldn't have gone a whole lot better for him or the team. He played fewer than 20 minutes, but finished at plus 17. Made three pointers, three of them. Played good defense, and Mark just kind of gave his team an energy boost, particularly on the defensive end. I was so nervous for him, and if I was nervous for him, just imagine how nervous he was. With everything's gone on, come out. And to perform like that, knocks down his first three. That was beautiful. And, played, like you said, played good defense, made a really key, important defensive play in that game. And what I like about it was he, he just seemed like he was really having fun. And a lot of these guys, I mean, like TJ sometimes looks like he's just miserable out on the floor. Jasheer can get that way sometimes. Yoli can get – this is fun. Go out and have a good time. And I think – Nick's gained some perspective. He just is really enjoying the fact that he's playing college basketball. And you could see TJ immediately respond to that. And they were hugging each other and having fun, and everyone's making threes. And he just seemed to give a lift emotionally, spiritually, uh, athletically, whatever, to the team. And they were so much better when he was on the floor. I don't know what to expect from Nick, but as far as a debut, that was just really fun and I was really happy for him. Alright, break time once again. When we come back, we'll hear from Utah assistant coach Andy Hill as our pregame preview of the Cougars and Running Utes continues live from Vivint Smart Home Arena on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Fred Rubel. All right, the Utah Jazz have today turned their home floor over to the college kids. It's BYU and Utah in the Beehive Classic, game one of two games set for this afternoon. Utah State, Weber State tipping it off once we are done. Big crowd expected as the Cougars and Utes renew their rivalry last contested last season in Provo. And BYU snapped a three-game losing streak to Utah with a long-awaited 77-65 victory that followed a one-season hiatus 
from the rivalry. Uh, there are no plans for a similar interruption in the future. Seems like a, both ADs are intent on making sure BYU and Utah remain a thing, both on the hardwoods and the gridiron, for that matter. This season's Utah hoop squad and up and down 4-3 and three on the year. The Utes are coming off a home win in their last game, home to Tulsa. Away from the Huntsman Center, Utah is 1-3. and three. A short time ago, I spoke with Ute assistant coach Andy Hill about today's matchup and the Ute seeking back-to-back wins for the first time this season. Well, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes you get all caught up in the, the wins and the losses. And at the end of the day, we didn't play well versus Hawaii on a neutral court. Uh, not sure we had the right frame of mind going into that game. Uh, and we didn't make shots. And sometimes the game comes down to that. Uh, and then those not making shots led to a lack of execution on defense and intensity. So really, if you look at it, how we won that game, I'm not sure, you know, anyone would be all crazed out, you know, but we are where we are. Uh, we bounced back and had a nice win versus a good Tulsa team, I believe. Uh, they went in and uh, beat Oklahoma State the other night or at Tulsa. So I think Tulsa's a good team, and uh, we played better. Uh, some of it was circumstances and prepping for different games. Northwestern's a really hard team to prep for, regardless of the time of year. But then when you have them on a back-to-back, their system, and they're a good veteran team with uh, experienced guys. So tough game. Took a while for that Tulsa game to get going. I think it yeah. was four-four at the under twelve. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought both teams uh, had a hard time making baskets. Now Tulsa runs a matchup zone, which is kind of hard to play against because uh, you just you're not getting shots in your normal spots. Once we settled in and kind of got a flow, uh, the game opened up a little bit. But you're right, it was kind of a defensive battle for a, a period of time. You've used a few different lineups. Have you settled into one you think can uh, do some things for you for a while? Well, I don't know. It's been interesting. I'm not sure our lineups have had to do with anything but but timing and stuff, d- different things, you know, uh, Booth being hurt at the wrong time and then him getting healthy and, and having some minutes. Obviously, uh, Bearfield's been inconsistent. Uh, Jace Johnson was hurt early on in the season, so he wasn't in there, and now he is. So different circumstances, nothing that I think is earth-shattering. Uh, there was a lot of attention paid to the freshman class you brought in, and uh, of, of, of a couple of guys who started just the last game, uh, Booth and Riley. How would those two guys have been playing for you? Would you say? Yeah, I would say well. Uh, Riley's a really smart, diligent basketball player. Uh, Booth has transformed uh, so far to this season, I believe, well. Uh, it's hard playing uh, the guard spot in college basketball, let alone as a freshman, and then having to play some point guard. So it's a, a new experience for him, and I believe he's gaining experience. And sometimes the only way you get better is if you get on the court. I mean, there's a lot of good players in college basketball, and sometimes you see guys that just haven't had an opportunity that end up getting it and, and making the most of it, and I believe Booth will keep improving. And you had been starting another freshman in uh, Timmy Allen. Yes, yes, and Timmy's Timmy's great. He's such a good kid, willing to do whatever. He's kind of a uh, jack-of-all-trades, if you will. I mean, he'll rebound, he'll defend, he'll get out and run. Uh, he's a pleasure to coach, and I believe he's wise beyond his years and willing to play whatever role uh, coach decides for him. A few thoughts about this BYU team that got uh, a nice win for them, certainly confidence booster against Utah State midweek. Yeah, absolutely. They're really potent. Obviously, they score the ball really easy. Uh, they have a lot of weapons and obviously added another one in uh, Nick Emery coming back, which makes them more versatile, I believe. 
on the perimeter and more potent with uh, more weapons. So uh, they've got a nice team as they always do. Uh, they really they really play well uh, together, share the ball. I mean, their assist to turnover ratio is yeah. is outstanding. Um, and then you've got a big Haas in the middle and Yoli Childs who can really do a lot of damage. So they've got a nice team, and uh, it's going to be uh, a big challenge. And see what we can do. Kind of vibe do you expect in the building here today? Well, I think it'll be I think it'll be better than last year, considering uh, the Utah BYU game. Yeah. You know, and and Larry was nice enough uh, to buy some tickets out of his pocket for our students, uh, which I think really helped. Because if you're a student during the holiday time, it, it's hard to come up with the amount of money to buy a ticket to this game. I mean, you know, not everyone has extra money laying around, and so I, I believe it was really nice of Larry to get our students here, and hopefully that'll create a vibe. You know, it's a bigger arena, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of Cougar fans too. So for the kids' sake, uh, you know, you want them to be in an atmosphere like that. Uh, the rivalry, you know, has been a lot of years, and for the fans to experience it is a good thing. All right, that is Andy Hill, Utah assistant coach. Time now for today's You Be the Judge feature, brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMindUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. And here's today's BYU basketball trivia question. As the only senior who's played his entire college career for the Cougars, Luke Worthington leads BYU's current roster in games played with 109. Who is second on the current roster in number of games played? The answer next on the Cougar Tip-Off Show here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Alright, the UB the Judge question is the only senior who's played his entire career for BYU. Luke Worthington leads BYU in career games played with 109. Who is second? And the answer is Zach Selyus with 80. That's You Be the Judge, brought to you by Legally Mine, our final segment of the Cougar Tip-Off Show. is coming up after this break, live from Bivens Smart Home Arena on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. All right, so BYU and Utah just moments away here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Mark Durant, Yoli Childs is coming off back-to-back 31-point games. The last BYU player with three consecutive games of 30 or more, Jimmer Fredette in his senior season. Yoli's been terrific, and I imagine Coach Kuskoviak's going to want to take him out. That's his number one job, throw his seven-footers, big guys at him, and dare BYU to make the three. We'll see if BYU can do it. All right, BYU with a new starting lineup look. And Utah coming up next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show live from downtown Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.